Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Hootboard Destination Marketing and Visitor Information Podcast. I am your host today, Brian Reynolds, and with me is Satya Shahade. Satya, how are you? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing well as well. And today we have an amazing guest. Uh, her name is Monica Armstrong, and she is the Director of Visitor Services at Visit Knoxville in Tennessee. Monica, hello. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm also doing well. Thank you. Oh my goodness. It's just, uh, you know, another week, another work week, a lot of fun going on. And, you know, the spring is in the air. This times, the, the time change happened over here in Kansas. And, uh, you know, I'm enjoying the, new, the more sunshine and more people moving around. And I'm thinking, you know, there's a lot more visitor engagement going on. So I'm excited about the kind of atmosphere that's going on. Is anyone else, anyone, anyone else feeling that? Definitely warmer oh, here. In, yeah, go ahead. Tell, how is uh, Knoxville doing right now? Weather oh, it is beautiful. Is we are, yes, we're 70 degrees today. It is sunshine and gorgeous outside. Oh, wow. Oh, my okay. gosh. I'm we jealous. won't keep you in long further than then. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Monica, first things first, we want to get to know you a little bit. And um, so... Let me, let me just kind of run down uh, your experience so far. Uh, you studied at uh, the University of Tennessee in Knoxville with a Bachelor of Science in Hotel and Retail Hospitality and Tourism Management with double minors in Business Administration and Consumer Sciences. Now, from your LinkedIn, I saw that you have a solid visitor-facing uh, background with a guest services at multiple cafes, the Copper Cellar family of restaurants, and uh, Adventure Concierge Blackberry Mountain. Uh, uh, did I miss anything so far? No. Okay. And okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, but in all these places, uh, you were a visitor information manager, and I uh, kind of want to call it a guest experience person. Uh, first off, I hope, to, hope that's a fair way to characterize that. And I guess my first question is, what kind of personality traits does someone like you need to have for this kind of position? Absolutely. Um, so I would definitely say that someone would, in my position would need to be very outgoing, um, we deal face-to-face -face with a lot of visitors coming in and out of here, um, just kind of like a go get them kind of attitude. Um, they need to care about the guest experience. Um, so in a way, they need to be empathetic as well. Um, the tourism industry can be very, it can kind of beat you down or it can lift you up. So um, like I'm sure that you all know as well, but um, just the drive and determination um, just to kind of stay with the tourism industry. Um, obviously have somebody who needs to be friendly and then um, just coming from someone who's lived in Knoxville their entire life you know I'm still learning just about what there is to do in Knoxville I experience something new every single day that I haven't done or I haven't been to or something new opening up um, just so um, also having somebody that loves the like ability to learn loves to dive into a project um, constantly expanding their knowledge that's awesome. Do you, I, I wonder if uh, you mentioned you, um, you grew up in Knoxville, do you see the rest of the world? I'm sure you have traveled your, on your own, but do you see the rest of the world through your visitor's eyes in some ways? Like, do they bring their own little, um, you know, traits with them when they visit Knoxville? And uh, how, how do you handle that? How do you work with it? Absolutely. Um, so here at our visitor center, we actually have um, a couple of maps that people who visit um, our visitor center take little pins and put where they're coming from on the map. And we also have our um, visitor services manager for just the visitor center. 
her name is Maria. And uh, Maria, whenever she engages with the guests, she actually like writes down where they're from if they mention it. And so we like to keep track of just, you know, who all is coming from wherever in the country or internationally. Um, so it's a really great way to get to know people um, and just kind of hear their stories of, we have a lot of people coming from Chicago or um, out in Colorado, Florida. Um, and then, you know, we're here in the Tennessee Valley bordering the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Um, so a lot of people are passing through to go and see um, the park. So we see a lot of interesting um, faces and it's definitely, I think answering your question, um, you know, if when I go to other places, um, I definitely feel like the Visit Knoxville Visitor Center serves us, you know, on a great level. Like I've been to Denver, or I've been to Miami and, um, you know, places really just like welcome you in and let you know about the area. And I definitely think us at Visit Knoxville do a great job with all the resources that we have. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and that goes back to the kind of person that kind of gets into a career like this to begin with. Um, did you ever imagine growing up that, you know, you would be doing this? And were there anything looking back at your childhood um, that you, you thought, hey, this is going to be my career? Or you, you just kind of, you just kind of get into something like this and, um, you know, go with the flow? and get better at it every day. Yeah, um, so I can, I would definitely say that my mom is just, you know, like your regular, what you think a Southern lady is gonna be, you know, loves to have people over to her house, loves to cook big meals for everybody and welcome them in. And um, so I kind of grew up with just kind of like watching her um, bring her friends over and buy anybody over and just like host them and have a great time. And so my first job ever was um, just at a restaurant where I was a hostess and I fell in love with it. You know, like you wouldn't think somebody would be like, oh yeah, I love hosting at a restaurant. Like it's so great, um, busing tables and, you know, checking people in, but I just loved it. I found it so interesting and I love talking to people and hearing about their stories, talking to yeah. them when I was taking them back to the table and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I fell in love with it. And then I was like, you know, I would love to, you know, figure out a way for me to do this as a professional. And then, um, when I went to the university of Tennessee, I stumbled upon, you know, my major of retail hospitality, tourism management. And I was like, this is for me. And, you know, ever since then I've grown professionally and ended up here at visit Knoxville. And I honestly, you know, I have nothing but good things to say about Visit Knoxville. It's the best place I've ever worked. That's awesome. That's awesome. So one thing I, I do find consistently about like uh, individuals who work in like the DMO space or like the visitor space is my mother worked in the CVB and hearing you talk about um, just kind of talk about like the personality, the outgoingness and the friendly, like, like back and forth. And you're, you know, it's, it's it kind of goes back to the question we asked you is like, what personality traits uh, does someone need to be in this kind of position? Yeah, I think, you know, you really need, and, it's it's you said it you said it yourself like in our in like talking to people engaging with people and getting to know the the individuals uh yeah I would say it's not a position for someone who is a shy person not to say a shy person couldn't do it but there has to be a, a unique kind of engagement of a personality and willingness to talk to other people and get to know them and have a and have fun doing it I, I would imagine but correct me if I'm wrong oh no I completely agree I 
you don't want someone who's grumpy either sitting at your front desk with no smile on their face. So <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Um, so it kind of dovetails nicely. Uh, you did mention some of this in the uh, previous uh, exchange, and I would like to have like a more of a maybe more specific question uh, for the question. The second question would be uh, maybe give us a, an example of a common visitor information issues that you may face. Uh, and as the director of visitor services and uh, each one of these places, what challenges did you face in, in like the places in your experience and your current role as well? Absolutely. Um, I would say that our biggest challenge here at the Visit Knoxville um, Visitor Center is parking. Um, we used to have parking um, next to our building, but it was taken over um, by another company. Um, so since then, we have ordered pad maps um, that, you know, our front desk person or our part-time people can show them and circle parking garages for people to go and park close to whatever attractions. And, you know, we obviously have the information of all the different attractions downtown um, and just in Knox County. And then, um, you know, just telling them to Knoxville's parking garages are very, you know, pretty cheap compared to other um, parking garages just throughout the country. You compared, know, they're compared a dollar to New York, you mean? Compared to New York. I'm sorry, do what? Compared to New York, you mean, or Philadelphia? They're definitely cheaper. Oh, yes. oh yeah. 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 Oh, so we have like a dollar for um, like a dollar an hour with a $7 limit. Yeah. Um, well, which Kansas, is pretty good. <laughs> in Kansas, our parking tickets are like two dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> it's well, like really kind well, of. Funny. I, I have a I have a parking story from Knoxville. So when I visited you guys, uh, we went. I'm like, okay, we have a little bit of time. What are we gonna do? Let's go find a brewery here, and we kind of went in, um, and then we parked on the street. Which the street parking is pretty cheap there, which is awesome. Um, and then, of course, we had one too many uh, beers, so we kind of waited there. And by the time I came back, by the time I came back, obviously the parking had run out, and I had a ticket on there. And I'm gonna be like, "Damn, another fifty dollars!" Like, and then I look at it; it was eleven dollars, and I it was like the the weirdest happiness I like <laughs> I ever got that the ticket was only eleven dollars uh, because it's fifty five dollars in Philadelphia and New York. I have had a, a four fifty dollar ticket once, so it can pretty much range from anything to anything. So um, yeah. I'm I'm happy about Knoxville. I wouldn't mind coming there just for the parking. <laughs> Sorry for the tangent. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, if I got an eleven dollar parking ticket, I would be like, goodness gracious, this is a lot. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's you know all of our parking garages are free after six p.m. and on weekends, so you know like that brings a lot of people downtown, which is nice. But yeah, you definitely have to come visit us again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I, $11 is still too much. Uh, but yeah, I'll definitely talk to the parking uh, information person. Uh, is that is that Maria? Um, so we'll make sure that it's parked correctly this time. Yeah. So. <laughs> did you say that you also that was a part of the because the next question I was I was going to ask is what kind of processes did you deploy to manage uh, these issues? And you mentioned parking, but it sounds like you're, you're, you're jumping into what the uh, what you, how you managed it. And was it like uh, consumer information to help educate people on where the parking was or how, how, how did that go? Yeah. Um, so we ordered pad maps, which is, um, you know, like it has the whole downtown footprint on it and um, anybody out front will be able to circle all of the surrounding parking garages as well as, you know, 
different lots. If you have a bigger vehicle, um, we have a lot of like trucks come through that are looking for secured lots as well. Um, and then just like event parking. So we have all of that information as well as like a Knoxville area transit brochure that we can give them as well. Yeah. But th this, this, uh, uh, sorry, Brian, I don't know if you're going to say something, but this to me also goes back to a deeper question that pretty much every visitor services group or um, team out there faces is there's something always so unique to each location that we would have never guessed talked before this conversation that parking was the major issue, but I'm sure parking is issue in a lot of places, but um, there's something, something else that they are going to have to deal with. Uh, and it goes back to, again, the people on the ground on how you find solution. It's led, uh, uh, solutions to these problems. There's always that problem solving piece I'm, I'm trying to get at here um, that someone like you has to deal with. Um, is that, and there's some of these longer term and some of these uh, that might be just, hey, this is a weekend problem, but we have to deal with it every weekend. Is that, is that something that you guys face as well? And how do you go about as the leader of the group? How do you go about that, that solutioning? Absolutely. I mean, I just, I would say that just, you know, education to the part-time staff or anybody up front just about the parking garages surrounding and other options, you know, for, like you said, when you came, you parked on the street and that's two hour parking only, or there are 30 minute unloading spots, or we do have two visit Knoxville spots, but they're also 30 minute parking spots that you have to have permits for. Um, but just making sure that they're educated and that they're confident in what they are saying um, goes a really long way. Um, because, you know, when you're communicating that information, especially for something that I wouldn't say is a touchy, like, mm -hmm. topic, but, you know, for someone who's a little frustrated, like, well, where am I going to park? You know, I just want to eat right here and there's no parking spots. Just being like, I'm so sorry, ma'am. This is going to be the closest parking garage to you. It's actually free. It's only, you know, a block down the street and giving them accurate um, instruction and direction. Yeah. I don't know about anyone else, but I get parking anxiety anytime I go someplace new. Like I check on Google Maps, like where where do I need to go to if I'm going there or or any kind of information <laughs> the visitor center is like I need to prepare my brain for what it's going to look like whenever I'm going to find a parking spot because uh you know how it is like get like uh like a head on a swivel whenever you're driving in a new place and I just get so nervous. But yeah, I'm happy that you're helping people out that way because I would use that if it's on the website or anywhere on a mobile app, I would use that for sure. Um, yeah, it is on our Visit Knoxville app, um, too. So that's something that they can use. And then with the hoop board that we have here in the visitor center, it is accessible as well on that map. Sure. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, OK, so now I want to switch gears a little bit and learn more about uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, so can you please tell our audience uh, a little bit about Knoxville, Tennessee? What would you like to tell us about it? And and also, if you want to give us a sense about the visitor center as well. But first, I'll start with Knoxville, Tennessee. And uh, give us an idea of what, what's, what's going on over there. Absolutely. So um, like I kind of mentioned earlier, Knoxville is, um, it lies in the heart of the Tennessee Valley right before you reach the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Um, we are known as a nature-loving, adventure-seeking, artsy kind of town. And um, that's kind of our marketing slogan here at Visit Knoxville. So, you know, you think of Memphis is for barbecue and Nashville is hot chicken. Um, so that's kind of what Knoxville is known for. Um, as far as food, we're known for diversity. Um, here, just in downtown Knoxville, there are 92 different restaurants, um, and only a handful of those are chain restaurants. Most of them are locally owned, 
Um, so that's something that's very um, specific to Knoxville. Um, we're also known as the Maker City. Um, so we have like a rich arts and culture scene down here. In 2016, um, we actually were at the Maker City Summit in New York City. And um, we were, you know, kind of awarded um, as a maker city for that year. Um, so we have a lot of small business owners. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. Someone just oh, screamed. Oh, no, yeah. okay. Um, well, I was worried my, uh, my girls are going to scream here, but they haven't yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, but we have a lot of um, locals um, with small stores here. Um, and we actually started um, carrying local products and local makers here in the visitor center. Um, so that's something that we just started and um, rebranded at the beginning of the year. So our gift shop got kind of a facelift. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's pretty neat. I, I, uh, I think, uh, again, I have like the benefit of visiting you guys and I think it's just the, the fact that it's right near the mountains. Um, it's just enough southern that it's not extremely hot it's i i mean the weather there at least the times i've come and in the surrounding areas has always been kind of interestingly good um and um I, again just the just right outside the city there's so much natural beauty it's uh, it's amazing uh whichever direction you go plus i mean i think geographically uh, and business-wise, you guys are very close to some major, like Atlanta is not too far from uh, you, right? Like how, how far is Atlanta for the South? It's like two hours? Um, it's about three hours away, but um, I-75 and I-81 actually run right through Knoxville. Um, so we are kind of in like a day's drive to over half of the nation's population, which that's yeah. kind of cool about Knoxville. That's awesome. That's awesome. We were just uh, talking with your neighbor, uh, Chattanooga, and they mentioned like uh, the the USPS has their headquarters there. I'm like, I did not know that. That's that's interesting. And then the fact that FedEx is also uh, very, you know, very close to, I guess it's Memphis. Is that is that where FedEx is? Um, I guess yes. that kind of explains the the, the ge geographical advantage of that region that, you know, it's pretty much a good chunk of our population can be accessed through there, can be reached through there. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense. Yeah. Also, Back to you, Brian. I also want to point yeah. out that one of my favorite episodes, I'm sure... Monica, I'm sure you've heard this before. Maybe you haven't. I don't know. But one of my favorite episodes of The Simpsons, Knoxville plays a very central role in the whole episode. And so every time I hear Knoxville, I think of uh, Bart Simpson. He got a, I think in the episode, he gets a, uh, he gets a fake driver's license and drives to Knoxville, Tennessee for the World's Fair. <laughs> yeah, he goes to see the Sun Sphere. <laughs> and oh, it, actually, that, if there is actually an information, uh, visitor information joke in there too, right? He goes, there goes the, the sphere and Nelson goes, <laughs> he goes what's in the what's inside the sphere and he goes an information booth and they're like cool <laughs> <laughs> is that is that the one um is that the other one i think uh previously you guys had mentioned you are gonna have a information booth in there or there used to be one and it's taken out now like is that the deal yeah um so the sun sphere um we had a satellite location over there and then just COVID and everything, um, we did shut the Sun Sphere down completely. Um, but we are hoping to open it later this year. Um, but yes, we will have, you know, a second location over there for visitor information. 
Mm-hmm. Now that that brings me to, and I don't know if that that was on your roster as well, but that also brings me to how visitor information and visitor services uh, have changed. Where you want to be, where you know your visitors are going to be. You can't you can't expect them to come to like one big massive visitor center where you know unless it's a it's an experiential center center which we'll talk about because you guys have some interesting experiences there. Uh, but unless it's unless it's that you want to be in front of where your visitors are. Is that is that something that you guys talk about? And are you seeing that in the rest of the industry with some of your other peers um, in other cities? Absolutely. I mean, we would love for everyone just to come to us, um, but that's just not really um, possible or you know realistic. And so we actually have um, about 10 satellite centers um, not including the SunSphere. The SunSphere will be like a bigger extension of us, um, but our satellite centers receive like our visitor guides. They receive other resources and information just kind of depending on um, who they are. So for example, the Knoxville Museum of Art, we bring them the visitor guide, the UT guide, because they're right by the University of Tennessee's campus. We bring them art in public places, historic homes, so we just kind of tailor the different resources that we bring to them um, just so they're the most successful with the guests that pass through their locations. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, so that's, yeah, go ahead. Go oh, ahead, I'm, I'm, Yeah, it seems like we're, uh, like, it seems like, uh, Sati, we've dovetailed nicely into like the uh, kind of visitor center look and feel and discussion going on right now. Um, and uh, were you mentioning like, do you have multiple locations for the visitor center or like you have how many across the city or is it across the state as well or just the city? Yeah, um, so just in the city, like our two main ones will be the visitor center um, here on the corner of Gay Street and Summit Hill. And then the second one will be over at the Sun Sphere. Um, and then we have about 10 of the satellite locations. Um, but the satellite locations mostly just have you know, our logo with the brochure rack, and then um, we educate the front desk staff um, just kind of to be an ambassador for us. Oh, okay. Okay. So they're not your staff. They're just uh, whoever's, whatever um, other organization their staff is helping you out. Correct. And we um, actually offer a walking tour called Gotta Know Knoxville um, that these hospitality members, it's a free class for them, um, but we do charge for other people. Um, just to kind of walk the city and know what they're talking about. Um, so, you know, we have competent ambassadors at those different locations. And, and I don't know if it's you, but this might be a little bit of a tangent than what I imagined, but I think either you guys or somewhere else, I, I heard about building an amb- ambassador program where you are actually training. And again, it might not be you uh, completely, my memory fails me, but that is kind of interesting to have like these people ambassadors kind of around the city or if they're sitting at a booth anyways, they can talk about it. Uh, it's it's almost like the human version of the digital kiosk that we do in, in some ways, right? It's the other other way around. Um, but but that human touch is also valuable in its own, own side. And if you have a somebody as passionate, if you could get one as passionate as you are, you know, sitting on the booth talking about what Knoxville is about, that's kind of interesting. That's, you know, that's got to be a success or at least provide some good information to people as they go around. 
Absolutely. And we have, um, so God in Knoxville is kind of our ambassador program um, that we have altered this year um, for it to just specifically be a walking tour, just, you know, with COVID times and everything, having people outside and socially distance. And then at any of the events that we um, have, our services team also sets up a booth giving information um, just to people as they come and go. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that, and that does uh, relate very closely to our, our final question here. And I'd like to start talking about this uh, a little bit more. Maybe we can expand on the idea what you were just, uh, you were just on there uh, is, so, you know, we all know like information is moving faster, things are changing, people communicate much differently. You know, it's about like, you know, whenever someone's in a certain part of the city, they have a certain kind of need or information that they might want to have versus another person, another part of the city versus what kind of information or need they may want to have. Sort of like building a network of information. And I'm curious as to kind of, what steps are you taking in making information more accessible to visitors and uh, other potential visitors across the destination? Absolutely. Um, so we have a concierge program where um, all of the hotels here in Knoxville that want to be a part of it can be a part of it and um, make sure that they pay their tax as well. So that's one of the qualifications. Um, but we put together materials to bring all to the hotels just to kind of make them if you will, a mini satellite center um, that excludes, you know, from the 10 that, you know, I had mentioned earlier, in addition to the sun sphere. Um, so we can kind of reach all points of the city and the county just to make sure that everybody is prepared with all the information. Um, we have our visitor guide that you can request on the website that we will mail it to you wherever you're from. Um, so that's just an easy click of a button. We also have, um, just for accessibility, if you go under our website and you go under plan um, and you select international visitors, um, we partnered with Brand USA to offer our website in Spanish, German, and French. Excellent. Um, so that's kind of cool for um, people just to be able to, you know, visit our website from all over the world um, and be able to understand kind of what we're offering. Um, we also have you know, our website's ADA accessible, um, and it's also audio eye trusted certified. So um, it reduces challenges for people who are visually impaired, um, where you can have like the pages read aloud to you, or you can alter the display to, you know, make the font bigger, the cursor bigger, stuff like that. And then um, obviously our hoop board as well, you know, just in the visitor center, allowing guests to um, explore or visit Knoxville app and everything we have to offer and it gives them access to maps and calendars and you know all the other helpful links that we can offer through that platform. Cool. That's awesome. Awesome. That's great. Um, yeah I, I do not want to miss out Brian though on their visitor center because you mentioned uh, you mentioned the last question and then that scared me a little bit because um Monica hasn't, um, no offense to you, Monica, you need to do more of a justice to your visitor center. You, there's some amazing things happening there. Give, give us a little bit of an overview. And I think, I think um, while you do that, talk about experience building, what other visitor centers and visitor services departments can learn from what you guys have done, um, you know, or what you would want to do in the future or test out, right? And what works, what doesn't work. But there's some interesting things happening that I'll let you talk about because I don't want to steal your thunder, not, not even mess it up. So go ahead. Yeah, um, so our visitor center um, is full of locally crafted goods. 
Um, so we have collections from um, Knoxville inspired hats and drinkware. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, at the beginning of the year, we kind of rebranded our gift shop to host local makers and their products, which is really cool. Um, so we have a lot of locals coming and shopping instead of just visitors. So um, kind of pulling from both demographics to, you know, get more foot traffic through our visitor center. Um, so that includes like local photography, jewelry, um, leather goods, um, and much more. We also share our space with um, WDVX, the radio station. And um, we actually have a stage inside of our visitor center. And um, during non-COVID times, there was something called the Blue Plate Special, which is um, a show starting at noon, Monday through Saturday. Um, and it features musicians from all over the country. Um, and it's also like, you know, they record it live to play over the radio as well, which is really cool. Um, and then also mentioning the Sun Sphere. Um, so it was constructed, like you had mentioned with the Simpsons for the 1982 World's Fair. And um, the theme was the energy turns the world and it's 26 stories tall where you can see a 360 degree view um, of the entire city. And um, we plan to open later this year, um, hopefully for to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the World's Fair next year. Um, and yeah, so that's just kind of an overview of both of the locations. Um, we introduced the hoop board to our space and it has just really taken off. Um, a lot of people come in and use the maps, especially um, just to kind of see where they're going downtown, um, especially, you know, families like to play with it to see what there's offered. It has been a great resource um, for COVID times, especially because we have an event calendar that we update daily, but a lot of people kind of going back to the question about, um, you know, issues that we're having. A lot of people are like, well, what is there to do? What is open during COVID? You know, we don't know where to go. And we're able to use Hootboard and do a hashtag and say, you know, like, this is the stuff that you can go and do for family friendly. Um, you know, this is the stuff if you want to do breweries or um, outdoors or, you know, festival information. Um, so that has really, really helped us um, as far as, you know, like keeping people informed rather than there's a fine line right now between talking to somebody in person or just wanting to do something by yourself. Yeah. And so having both of those options um, also just, you know, paper versus digital, we have a whole wall full of brochures and information, but, you know, a lot of people would rather go to the hoop board and use that and utilize that resource than take home a bunch of brochures and pieces of paper. So we're definitely appealing to both kinds of people. Um, it has been very helpful for us. And um, that's pretty much the Knoxville Visitor Center. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, it is, um, it is, I, it is a very interesting experience, the shopping as well as the music. Um, uh, I remember some of the interesting products you guys have. I personally bought the Tennessee Toe Jam, which I just thought the name was interesting because it actually shows, <laughs> it actually shows a human toe on the label. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm like, that, that's got to be interesting, but it's it's awesome product and all these local um, local businesses, uh, especially after COVID, I think I think they definitely need a boost. And I know we are working on certain aspects of uh, Hootboard technology to bring that kind of local information and you know highlight local businesses. But 
the fact that you guys do it on, in your own capacity as a as a place for people to come in and learn about Tennessee products is very interesting. Uh, it's good for businesses and it's good for uh, Tennessee and Knoxville. Yeah. All right. Um, if that's a, if that's okay with you, Satya, then uh, if there's something else, I just want to maybe uh, ask Monica: Is there any like websites totally. or social media, or maybe yeah. Twitter? Do you like to promote for Visit Knoxville? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so we just launched our new shop. So shop at visitknoxville.com. Um, you can also just access it through visitknoxville.com. Um, our handles are just at visitknoxville. And um, there was another thing that I wanted to push on here. Oh, the GKK, the Gotta Know Knoxville. Um, you can access that, which is a walking tour that we're launching at the end of April. And that is visitknoxville at gkk.com. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, Monica Armstrong, Director of Visitor Services at Visit Knoxville in Tennessee. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was a lot of fun talking with you and, uh, and I hope you enjoyed yourself uh, joining us today. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Have a good one.